I'm Adam Mattis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. We're coming at you no matter what, Pete. We are locked in. We are staying home like responsible citizens. I'm not trying to get a bunch of old sick people sick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Did you say you're not going to get a bunch of old sick people sick? No, or get you gotta, sick from a bunch of old sick people. You got to do the right thing. Even if you're young and healthy and you think, oh, this won't be very serious for me. Yeah, but you're going to carry it and spread it around. So stay inside, listen to the podcast, practice. That's right. what we're doing, right? And we're the perfect ones to preach this. We're we are both neither young nor old, neither healthy nor unhealthy. <laughs> so we true. really, <laughs> we could go either way, you know. I know. We, I, we could be spreaders or spreadies. So we got to be it, careful. We are right on that edge, but uh, we're we're doing the right thing, staying home. And uh, I'm eating, I'm eating a lot of home home baked bread. I don't know if you've ever had any of Heather McCorkle's home baked bread, but it is uh, something amazing. And she's just been baking up a storm here, dude. It's like it's dangerous place around here. Uh, no, I haven't had any, but I have to. Maybe in about a month or so, I'll be able to try some. That'll be nice. Can I can I uh, introduce to you a new feature to the podcast? Please. All right. So I found this. Um, I found the sample app, right? So I've been collecting samples from famous jazz musicians like Miles Davis. I don't know what they're talking about, and I don't care, dude. And Lou Donaldson. I thought that uh, I sounded all right. And, <laughs> and Keith Jarrett. Try to concentrate. And then uh, St. Louis's own uh, J. Ross TV. How'd you get to be so good? <laughs> If anybody has any funny jazz musician uh, samples, please send them in, and we're going to start using some little funny sound effects on here. You know what I'm saying? We're about to get 450 from Christian McBride if he's listening to this, because oh, he's the master of that. <laughs> I bet he's got a lot of his own, actually. But he's, you know, he's a big collector of those. He's got some good ones. So. No, tonight, I can, you can literally spend about two hours just going down a Lou Donaldson rabbit hole <laughs> of quotes, man. We're going to say, please email those to Adam. No, to Andrew. At yeah. openstudionetwork.com. Right? Yeah, if you Our have producer. little audio audio samples of funny clips of jazz musicians talking, send them to Andrew at openstudionetwork.com. We'll start using them on the show. You know? Yes. And we are presented by Open Studio, and um, are we still... Yeah, we're still doing pay what you can over there, right? We are doing pay what you can if you go to openstudiojazz.com uh, slash YHI. You can see the, pay, the choose what you pay option. It'll take you to the choose what you pay page. Uh, or you could actually go to openstudiojazz.com slash CW, wait, yeah, yeah CWYP, choose what you pay. Uh, and we're running this on all our courses. So whatever you can afford to pay, send us an email. And, you know, we're, we're recommending a $20 minimum because that just helps us keep the lights on, keeps our employees employed through this. Yes. But yes. we don't want anything to be a barrier to you learning, uh, to you playing jazz better right now so just send an email with whatever you can afford on a course and we'll make it happen yes and uh great stuff i think for sheltering at home i've been delving into some of the jeff keezer courses as i shelter at home for my practice routine getting some awesome ideas and even delved into a little adam manis um guided practice sessions oh yeah you know what i have to say about that yeah i thought that uh i sounded all right <laughs> ah, now I got it. So now, but at the beginning, I was asking about the bread. People might think that was just one of our usually witty banters, which it was. But we are we are seeing each other by video. We still don't have the video to the quality that we wanted to, but that's coming soon. But we can see each other as we record this. And I noticed right when we were about to start to record, you were shoving this giant piece of bread. Oh, did we talk about this already? <laughs> yeah, we did. Giant piece yeah, of bread. I mean, that's what look- I was eating some of Heather's. 
it looked like mayonnaise, but it turns out it was butter, right? Yeah, it was just a lot of butter. <laughs> we got awesome. so no. The last time I went to the grocery store, they were out of uh, sticks of butter. Yeah, and so all they had was like the whipped spread, but I mean real butter uh-huh. spread, but it was whipped. And we had we had plenty of butter in our refrigerator. We always do, but Heather is like she needs to have lots of butter on hand just in case there's an emergency, so that she can bake and so i just bought a tub of whipped butter so that was what i spread on that piece of toast there man it was good you realize you're kind of describing heather as a horde as one of the hoarders that are being socially distanced in terms of you know a little bit no that's par for the course for her she always has to have like 10 packages of butter in the house because she's a baker so she there's we have more butter than usual people might um i have more butter in my body than most people should probably. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? I've noticed, and I mean, having been through some hurricanes and other various emergencies over the years, p- people, when they panic buy at grocery stores, I think I've boiled it down to the foundation of is is all the ingredients to French toast. Bread, yeah, butter, yeah. eggs, milk. For some reason, they go to the... I'm like, are you going to be locked in your house for two weeks only eating French toast? That doesn't sound delightful nor healthy. It's not going to be delightful and healthy, and you're going to make everybody else around you in a bad mood, if you know what I'm saying. And apparently, add to that this time, paper towels, toilet paper, pasta. Been very difficult to get pasta. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and But the good thing is, like, being a vegan plant-based household for us, like, everybody hates, like, plant-based food in general so much that, like, I went to Whole Foods. They were out of all the spaghetti except, like, the very special, like, gluten-free. All the specialized stuff is in abundance because nobody wants that, you know, so... Um, like awesome. the, they were all out of ground meat and everything, but all the plant-based meats were available. So that's so great, we, we, man. We've been keeping it rolling. That's so great. Yeah. And p- shout out to Parker's table too, for keeping all of us rolling in wine and cheese as we're going about our business here. That's right. Big shout out. Big shout out. So all what right. are we talking about today? Today we're talking about seven creative ideas while sheltering in place. I thought this would be a fun idea to, uh, to do right now and makes a lot of sense to do right now, right? So yes. we're all kind of at home. We're doing a lot of interesting things, but what can we do creatively uh, to keep ourselves occupied musically, to grow, you know, to use this time wisely? Which, I, you know, it sounds from the feedback we're getting from a lot of our Open Studio members that a lot of people are interested in doing this right now at this time, which is very heartening, you know? Absolutely. absolutely. Human beings, man. Um, and, and yeah, so this is, um, well, let's get started with number one, because we've been jabbering more than usual this morning, right? Yeah, you know, talkative, lots of coffee. Uh, <laughs> well, pants so, up. That's right. So number one is to make music with other musicians virtually. Yeah. What do you got? You got? Oh, you got nothing yet. Ah. I, I don't have my keyboard hooked up yet. Yeah, you're you're a little ahead of me on that. Yeah. So what we're finding with this, there's all different ways to do this, and we're gonna we're trying to work out a way to do it where we where the lag isn't bad bad, and we can actually do it in real time together. Uh, in general what we've been finding and we both done a couple collaborations that I think worked out. We did actually one together uh, that work out delightfully, but it's, but what's working for us best is layering them one at a time. So like somebody lays down the first track, hopefully the person with like the best time and sense of tempo (laughs) or some kind of click track if you want to cheat. Yep. Uh, But basically, you know, lay down a track and then you send it to the next person. They like lay down their track and then, Everybody adds their things on. And then there's various apps or, you know, you can go in and edit it. And um, it's surprising. Like I did a we're working on a thing. It should be out by the time this is uh, being heard. But with Ruben Rogers and Greg Hutchinson, my old trio members, 
Uh, we just did that on a simple like bags groove blues, and Ruben cool. laid the bass part down. Then I laid the piano. Now we're waiting on Greg to lay down the drums. But Ruben, man, he's it's like I miss playing with him so much. And when I was sitting there looking at him and then listening to my headphones as I'm playing my part, I was like, wow, this is like playing with him, and he's doing little Ruben stuff, and I'm yeah. interacting with him even though it's not in real time. Yeah, it's not the same, but it's a lot closer than you would think. So it was actually a really um, cool thing for me. I was like, I felt like I was back with them. You know, it's weird that you mentioned that you're waiting on the drummer because uh, the 442s <laughs> are currently working on a version of uh, Mood Indigo, and we are waiting on Montez to send his ah. back. So as soon as that happens... Coincidence? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Number two is to start something new and big. So I love this idea and, and you know what we're both kind of working on with our video projects. I don't know about you, but it just feels good to not only uh, be working on something musically with my friends, uh, but to start something that we don't we didn't really do before this it's new to us and it's really become a nice attention getter for my band the 442s and i know the one that you put out with Homero with you guys playing giant steps uh had a lot of traction you know not to be uh selfish during this but it is nice to to like be able to quote unquote perform right. for your audience that you have online and to grow that audience a little bit so uh, there's nothing wrong with taking on a new idea and a new project and really trying to work on it, collaborate with the musicians that you normally collaborate with, but just do it virtually. It's great. Right. And I would say, and those, some of the ones we're going to talk about later all, all kind of tie in with this idea of starting something big. And and yeah, it, it, it's it's both selfish and giving at the same time, which is wonderful, you know, in that, yeah, it, it satisfies our um, need to play with our musical friends and to yeah. keep that going, but then put it out in the world, you know, and take some care and try to get it as good quality as you can. I mean, it, it, you don't have to worry about it being perfect, but get it out there so that because the listeners and the enjoyers of music, that's what we're doing this for. So yeah, we can satisfy our itch to play with each other, but also putting something into the world for people to enjoy. There's all the classic records are available, but there's nothing like something that's just been created today that's going into people's ears and, and, and for them to be able to see it. It means a lot. It means it a lot. It does. I love this number three here too. Learn technology like Logic, Sibelius, <laughs> Dorico, Finale, master technology fast. So yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but my Zoom and Logic streaming game has upped about 200% yes. since, since we started I this. I don't know if you noticed, mine has too, and mine is, it was just up to five minutes before we started this with your advice on that. Um, but yeah, this is a time, I mean, first of all, we have to, everyone's having to uh, use technology more for, for, for work, for school, for learning about grants, unemployment, finding, a, I mean, like, there's no way around it, that's just a part of it. So now is the time not to be saying like, oh, I don't, I'm not good with technology, I'm not, I mean, everybody is, is somewhere with technology, um, but you can grow. It's just like any other skill. And so because you have some extra time, I think it's a good time to kind of have some, some, a little bit of confidence and say, okay, I, I might not have been great with technology until now, but now I'm going to master at least some part of it. And so I listed some, yeah, logic, Sibelius, the, the music stuff, because it's a lot of musicians li learning on, listening on here. You might've always said, oh, I'd love to learn a notation program, but I never had time. Now can I just recommend time. now that you have, I need to do Dorico, right? Because from what I've my experience, Dorco is probably the best one of those three, right? Uh, unless Logic wants to, or unless uh, Sibelius wants to give us a sponsorship. But <laughs> <laughs> Sibelius but used to be great. Come on, let's be honest. Man. I know, but they're they're a little bloated right now and a little, a little confusing. Bloated, yeah. But Dorico is like I, I'm I'm probably going to hit this this weekend. Actually, some Dorico, yeah, uh, work because really with like any of these techno technological things, it, it's more about understanding where things are so that you can 
you know, so that you're, you're not actually working the technology so that it's just coming out seamlessly yes. for, for the project. So it's really just a matter of, of becoming familiar. So now's a great time to familiarize yourself with these notation softwares or, you know, logic, like you said, or anything that's going to be a tool for you as we come out of this. Yeah, and I think an important thing is it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So we, we're listing a bunch of things. Don't try to go out and learn all those at once. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, both you and I have been involved with a lot of these, and that's part of the reason we're still having to learn, but to be able to put this podcast together re- remotely without engineers like we usually have. Uh, but the idea is like, say, the notation program thing. Um, you know, if you've never done that, or maybe you knew a little bit of Finale, and, and really, I'm kind of agnostic on this system. They're all good in their own ways. The main thing is to find the one that you like, that you know. It's kind of like Google Docs or Word or whatever. Any of them can work. It's more about like you learning them and, as you say, being able to use them effectively as a tool. And so you might think about this time when we don't have any gigs yep. and we probably have less teaching and less work or whatever is to invest in the future so that when we come out of this, and you want to be doing more writing or arranging or notation stuff, you'll have that skill. Because I can tell you this, I remember learning Sibelius, really learning it um, about 15 years ago. No, probably longer than that now. But I, I remember the exact situation. I was like going to be in New York and I had it, I got there in the morning on like a Friday and the, I had a gig this Saturday night and I had this big band arrangement. I was still doing stuff by hand and sending it to a copyist at great expense. And I was like, you know what? I got to learn Sibelius. So I like lock myself in the room. Well, hotel rooms lock already, so you don't have to really lock yourself in. But I mean, it's New York. You want to go out and do stuff. Yeah. But I was like, over the next 48 hours until I got to go do this gig, I'm going to learn some. And this is back. Remember when they had the big manuals? Yeah. Yeah, the big manual. And I was just like, start at the beginning. I, and, and I did a big band arrangement, too. And it was the slowest one I'd ever done. But I learned Sibelius as I was going. And every time I had to do something, I looked up what was the keyboard shortcut. And then I practiced it and trained it. Within two days, I, I can't say I mastered the program, but I was able to use it effectively enough that it became quicker than writing by hand. And that's been a great skill that I've had ever since then. Yeah, I think with any if anything like this, when we're kind of going about our normal careers and lives, it is usually some some kind of deadline that we're like, well, all right, I got to learn this and I, I have to do this project now in this you know technology. But this is a time where you could just take time to train, right? And this training is going to pay off big time in the years to come. That's right. So cool. number four is to collaborate with someone you normally wouldn't or couldn't. So I was talking to our mutual friend Bjorn Ranheim, cellist with my band, the 442s, and we've been doing all these collaborative videos. We did the one with you and Caleb Kirby. We're doing one now with uh, our friend Riley Mulaker, trumpet player. And, you know, Bjorn was like, who from the classical world can we get involved? And I was like, hey, man, nobody's doing anything. So shoot, like, ask Yo-Yo Ma. doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, 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 we might as well because people uh, want to be making things right now. And so this could be a time to collaborate with someone you maybe know that maybe wouldn't have the time normally to collaborate on something like this or or you wouldn't think would want to play with you or something, but it never hurts to ask. And now is the perfect time where people are like, yeah, I'll do something. Sure. What do you want to do? You know? Yep. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. So that's number four for number five. Um, this is one that's tried and true. By the way, Yo-Yo Ma said no. By the way, What's that? Yo-Yo Ma said no. <laughs> oh, oh, he did. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, you know what? Not. Shoot for the stars. And when you <laughs> land in West County, you got further than you thought, you know? Um, Okay, so number five, read. Uh, well, I had read, and you added a great one, which was research. So when you're sheltering in place and you've got some concentrated time, 
Um, you know, there's no better way to expand. Well, the Try. only better way to expand your mind than reading is listening to this podcast. But you're already smart and you're already doing that. But otherwise, read a book. Remember those things? You Try know what a book is? to concentrate. I'm doing my, doing my <laughs> Keith here. to concentrate. That's right. Think about Keith Jarrett in his beautiful uh, studio in the woods in New- Pennsylvania, New Jersey, wherever he lives, where it's just like peaceful and there's nobody irritating him. So he's totally alone, of course. He's got that piano without the action break at all on it. It's like a <laughs> exactly. system of weights and measures. Yeah, everything is perfect. And anybody who is at a lower level than Keith in the world is not there. So the whole world is not there, basically. <laughs> and um, no, but I mean, you know, that that kind of solitude. But, you know. Read a book on anything and, and just like go on a deep dive and just keep reading and don't look at the clock. I've been really enjoying my read time. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've been reading a ton of stuff, man. I'm, I have about six nonfiction, like uh, uh, self-help-ish style, <laughs> like become a better leader, become a better person books about half read that I'm just kind of cycling <laughs> through. So we'll see how that ends up. And then the book on top is like how to get rid of my OCD slash um, (laughs) how to finish a deficit or disorder. Yeah, how to finish a freaking book. All right. Uh, Number six is work through a different medium slash platform. A lot like what we're doing right now. You know. Yes. We are not giving up on this podcast just because you and I can't be within uh, ten feet of each other. No. Uh, We're we're gonna keep refining this and getting better and hopefully our audience doesn't know at all that there's been you know any kind of change that the quality reflects that we have a commitment to it being as good as it can be and you know that's why you know i'm we're setting up the keyboards that's going to be a thing to happen the video is going to be a thing to happen but right now is a great time to learn how to do this i don't know about you but i might never go back this is great man (laughs) i'm sitting here in pajama pants yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's great to have the option. I think when we do go back, it's going to make it that much more special, but also to be able to like have learned these new skills and to be able to do it and to be able to look, the main thing is to try to, I mean, the platform, the mediums are just, are just conduits, the, the ideas, as long as we have ideas, as long as we have listeners and we love you guys so much for sticking with us through this and giving us a little bit of your time, but, but we feel a big responsibility to get stuff to you in the highest quality way and, and just have some fun and, and kind of congregate here as a, as a community of, of people that love jazz and creative music and improvising and getting better. Yeah, and you know, you've been doing these Friday night solo piano concerts, uh, which are we're going to air one tonight, the, this day we're filming it. But if when you're listening to this podcast, know that Peter's been doing these series of Friday, and you're going to keep these going, right? Every Friday? Yeah, I'm going to keep doing them every Friday. And uh, actually, we'll, we'll put a link below to the last one because we're leaving them up on YouTube. And we've really gotten, you know, the, the audio and the video has been improving every week. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, they're really awesome, man. And it's just a nice way to, that you get to perform and that people who would be watching you perform around the world live can still stay in touch, can still get to see those performances. And I know, you know, a lot of musicians are are taking advantage of different mediums and platforms and live streams to, you know, scratch that performance itch and for their fans to get to to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I really wanted to to uh, do it as kind of a challenge to myself and and one of those markers each week where it's like I mean you know solo piano is not forgiving at all there's <laughs> there's nobody to lean on but we're by ourselves a little bit now in terms of performance as we should be uh, but I wanted to do it because I've been wanting to do it more and it's one of those things that gets pushed to the side a lot of times so I was like well you know what schedule it and then uh, practice for it and then put your stuff out there you know that's what it's about exciting man. All right. Finally, number seven is to develop some new habits. Uh, you have here practice, <laughs> yoga, food, exercise. I think. Yeah, I mean, those are just some random ones, but yeah. 
No, but I think all of these things, just any kind of new habit that helps your playing or helps you become a better creative person is yeah. going to be like, I really want to become, I want to come out of this a little bit better writer, uh, not mm. of music, but of words. You know, I want to be able to, to like be able to write better composed emails and, and essays and blog posts for open studio. So I'm really trying to like work on that end of it. You know, it's a skill that I normally wouldn't put in with my music skill, but it really is helpful to my career. Uh, and it's just a new habit to, to work on, uh, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I think that this is, um, you know, a very special time that developing new habits, if you really commit to them, it's one of the few things that may be easier during this time. We have a little bit more time, a little bit more solitude, but we also have the potential now that we should have kind of adjusted to this new normal interim period to have an environment possibly. I mean, it's different for everybody, but um, you know, there's obviously increased pressures for many financial and situational and family and health. And um, but in terms of like developing habits, no matter what situation you're in, the biggest part of it is a routine and repeating every day. And so some of this stuff where like we have a little bit more time and we have some things taken away, if we put that into habit and we get into the cycle of what these days are like, you can really come out of this with 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 a th- trick, though, is they can be good habits or they can be bad habits. You know, you're going to develop. We Everybody develops some kind of habits. So what we're talking about, I think, are positive habits, because um, otherwise you just kind of fall into repeating things and getting one percent worse every day. That's right. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. This is fun. This is fun, man. This is awesome. Let's keep it going. And um, until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Mm-hmm.